0: Ooh, I just learned the hard way that food poisoning is not at all the best way for any kind of, uh, you know, weight loss options. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do not do that ever. Host Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing Joshua Warner. Joshua, hey. how are you? Great! So happy to be here. <laughs> oh, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, Josh, you are the uh, the editor in chief of Sourcepoint Press. Your cover artist. Uh, you wear all kinds of hat. You're you a writer as well. Yeah. 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 Good God! <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we went on, we went live. You were mentioning that you were like coming off a really long day doing an amazing cover for, for Colin Bunn and and you're gonna spend another whole day right after this interview doing another cover.
1: Yep, yep. I gotta knock out uh I just um I just knocked out four four covers in the last week, all four Wow, uh, a convention next week and the week after, so they're all getting rush printed, and they're all just variants for all these different shows. And yeah, so I did uh, two for Cullen, uh, uh, one for Nightwalkers, and another series he's writing with Heath Emodyo called uh, called Co- Copycat. And then I did a crossbone Scully one for Megacon Orlando. Yes. And, oh, I forgot I did a kids one too, Molang. I forgot about that. Uh, and then I've got one more, and it's for uh, Ben Mortara, number one, and that's for a show next week. So I have to get it done tonight. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. oh, man.
1: It's, a, oh, it's man. full on full
0: slate. Well, well, we won't uh, try to keep you too long tonight. Uh, As we need to. I'm here. Yeah. For all right. Uh, so Joshua, for, for those not familiar with the uh, source point and all that you do uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you came from and how you got into you know doing comic books.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I, I co-founded SourcePoint about, uh, well, it's 10 years ago in December. Um, so we're, we're pretty stoked going to celebrate our, like, decade anniversary. It hasn't crumbled yet, so that's, that's amazing. Um, and it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, I went, to, I went to art school. I was a huge comic fan, a huge horror fan, a hu- you know, really into all this stuff. And uh, right out the gate, everybody in art school was like, don't go into comics. Just don't do it. You know, and I'm an illustration program, not fine art. So everything you do, all art is made for a product. It is not like I'm painting for fun and hope someone buys it. It's like, no, you are painting for a purpose and you've got to do it within these specs and these, you know, limitations. So everything was driven that direction, much like comic books, including I was doing like um, some storyboarding for films and things like that. And it's all, you know, kind of getting closer and closer to comics. And all my instructors are like, absolutely not. There's no money in it. Don't do it. Hmm. And then I transferred schools. And a bunch of my instructors at the second school I went to were comic book illustrators. And I just caught the bug again. You know, I, I became friends with uh, an artist and a writer named Timothy Truman. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, if you look him up later, uh, he's a legend, absolute legend. At the time he was working on Conan the Barbarian for Dark Horse. And uh, I used to go over to his house uh, after class and like watch him paint and stuff and watch him work and, I would uh, show him things I was doing on the side and, you know, things like that. And he was, it was really cool. And then um, when I graduated, I was was freelancing for a lot of little publishers doing book covers and some spot illustrations for novels. And next thing you know, they wanted me to start laying out the books because, you know, a lot of people in the book industry, when it comes to novels, you know, they hire an artist to do a painting for the cover. Then they hire a graphic designer to then take that painting and you know, turn it into a full wraparound cover and, you know, figure out the caliper of the paper so they can determine the, you know, width of the spine and just like lay out all the text. There's like all this technical stuff. Well, I I could do both. So I started getting, you know, a lot of work doing the illustration and then, you know, the layout. And uh, I ended up meeting Gary Reed. So Gary Reed was a uh, kind of a legend in Michigan indie comics. He had a publishing company in the 80s called Caliber Comics. um, And he'd written well over... 100 titles himself, just super prolific writer, really talented. But a lot of what Caliber did, they were a creator a publishing company that launched a whole bunch of names to fame. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis started off there, and then you know became a huge you know big right. deal. Marvel the Crow was first published at Caliber, and then you know turned into a yep. big film. Uh, the longest running comic uh, zombie comic series of all time, uh, longer than The Walking Dead, uh, mm-hmm. Dead World, uh, was a Caliber title that he wrote. Cool and. Caliber was gone at the time, may have gone out of business, but he couldn't stay out of the publishing world. He had like always had a toe in it. So he always had a couple other little tiny companies, but it wasn't his main job anymore. He was a college professor and teaching anthropology, but he just couldn't help it. He had to keep publishing. So he ended up, he started hiring me freelance and I was just so inspired to be working under him. I was constantly probing him with questions and and he was just kind of this jaded, you know, oh, that's oh, you don't want to hear about this stuff.
0: And the <laughs> one day
1: I said, you know, I I really think Michigan needs a new, you know, publisher like that. I think yeah. I want to be someone who's, you know, who starts building something like that. And he said, uh, I said, I really want your advice. Like, I want it. How do I start a publishing company? And he said, well, don't. That's my answer. Just don't do it and uh and he looked at me said you're gonna do it anyway aren't you and i said yeah i think so and he said okay all right i'll answer any questions you have and um a lot of the advice he gave me uh this was like 12 years ago um, i still live by to this day because it's still very applicable and you know he um he ended up not long after, you know, a few years into SourcePoint's existence, he ended up bringing Caliber back. He just couldn't yeah. help, help it. So Caliber came back and then it was on the rise. Uh, he and I and a few of our other like friends started another company together
0: and Ooh. that was building
1: up. And we were working on all these interesting like uh, different types of products that are nerd culture like licensed yeah. and, um, and things were on the rise. He ended up writing a story for source point, even though, you know, caliber was his outlet. Yeah. He, uh, he, he wrote, I asked him if he would like do a story for us. And I was like, we can't afford your script rates. Um, but I will work it off for free on caliber stuff. And he's like, I got a ton of old books from the eighties and nineties that I don't have files for anymore. He's like, I need somebody to go through scan every single page clean it wow. up, reformat it re-latter it. in some cases put it i was like all right so i started working off this debt oh, and he wow. wrote this mini series for us and then he came out to sign autographs we were putting out issue two of, it, of that series uh it was a five issue series and uh we were in boston he was signing autographs uh you know next to me at my table and then uh I said, see you at the next show. I think it was going to be New York comic-con mm-hmm. and it was two weeks later. He was dead. Oh. Uh, huge surprise to everyone. His family included yeah. all of us. It was a gigantic shock and, um, oh. none of us saw it coming. Um, we were distraught, you know, uh, and it was a really interesting funeral. A lot of people from all over the place, you know, came out to be there for it. And, uh, he was a legend. Like a lot of people just don't know. Like he was always kind of like very quiet behind the scenes guy. But like he co-founded McFarlane Toys with Todd McFarlane. Um, when Image first came up, they did the same thing I did. Uh, they all went to Gary and said, how do we do this? Right. To <laughs> he build Image with them and like help them do everything. Um, he was always that just behind the scenes guy. Uh, and I see like his influence on the industry everywhere I look um the quality that he brought to toys is like you know as president of that company is still like the top tier to this day you know it's yeah. it's incredible um there's now a uh uh there's an award they give out every year in his honor and um uh the Jerry Reed award and i actually i won the award last year oh cool and i uh out of the nominees i was the only person nominated that actually had known him personally And it meant the world to me to win that I didn't think I was going to, so I didn't prepare a speech or anything like that. And then I ended up getting up there and just telling stories about him. And, you know, I'm crying on stage. Everybody in
0: the audience is crying. Got real emotional. Yeah. But those are the best moments though. Those are the, you know, the ones that are most endearing and, and you know, you hang on to. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, ever since I've been, you know, uh,
1: Source point. It took about five years. I never like for five years. I never made anything. You know, I always had to put the money back in, so I wasn't able to get collect a paycheck uh, nice. or anything like that. So I had no choice but to have a full time job. So I was working in fashion design. And oh, uh, wow, that's a cool side, side job. Yeah, that's a weird job. Yeah, I uh, I designed uh, custom jackets for rappers. Nice. That's yeah, like LL Cool J went on his like greatest of all time tour. Like uh, I designed all the jackets that he wore on stage and all that stuff. Oh my God. It was weird. Yeah, it was a whole separate part of my life. And uh, meanwhile, I was, you know, I was working for this, you know, this design studio. And I would, I was constantly saying like, listen, I got a Comic-Con this weekend and the weekend after that. And then in two weeks after that, I got another one in a different state. I'm going to need all these days off. I was chewing right. through all my vacation time. You know, traveling, do you know, trying yeah. kind to of keep Source Point going. And um, I ended up having to negotiate something with them where uh I would work less days during con season uh a week with them, and then on the off seasons I would work six or seven days a week with them. Uh whatever I could do. And it just got to the point where they were two full-time jobs and I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore, and I had to take the leap. And yeah. uh, my business partner, Travis McIntyre, uh he was my safety net. Like I knew that I could do it because he had, he had a mind for business and I don't. And that's really what it comes down to. I've I've learned a lot since then, but yeah, we kind of took the dive and now we have, um, we have a massive warehouse and, and an office and um, we got, you know, giant team of employees and we're, we're doing toys and games and, uh, you know, plushies now and like a whole line of comics and we're working with some really cool people and, it's yeah. awesome. And I get to go back to kind of creating too, which is nice. You know, I had to take a long time off where I was just focusing on other people's projects. And, and now I'm getting to, to write again and paint again and it's pretty nice.
0: Oh man. That's, that's so cool. It, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're living, you know, your, your dream of, of, you know, doing all these you know, amazing projects, you know, under, under one umbrella.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, fantastic i don't have to I don't have to freelance anymore <laughs> like yeah. so great
0: yeah that's cool uh you yeah, know last year uh i met up with you i think uh, uh i got thrown into a panel with you uh at uh, wicked west uh, with our friend uh you know todd jones who uh, puts on uh, that out in uh, loveland colorado i was and a killer panel I yeah was, that was, was cool. a lot of fun it was it was uh, a nice eye opener for me cuz i learned who the hell you are and all the cool shit you do <laughs>
1: i was so surprised so i mean i have a really strong following and readership in the midwest and the east coast like you know like massachusetts yeah. down to the carolinas you know that whole area but the western side of the country yeah. I, it's not a big question mark for me i really don't know if anybody's aware of me or what i'm doing and then i was really surprised like at that show Uh, I was blown away by how many people like saw that I was going to be there and brought copies of the Winchester mystery house out Mm -hmm. for me to sign at the show. And I was like, wow, thank you. Like, that's so awesome. I didn't have to sell you that you bought that from a store. Like that's really cool. Uh, Yeah. I was surprised. I I had a really nice support system there. Colorado is awesome.
0: Really great. That's cool. I have a feeling that, you know, my, my partner, uh, Brett with uh, Colorado festival horror, he probably, you know, bought a bunch of your your books and, and brought them over to, for you to sign them. He's that's usually his MO.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh I think uh yeah, um I noticed uh my friend uh Robert Elrod is is doing some covers for you too. Yeah, With, so I know. met
1: him at that show. Uh, and um actually I gave work to at least two people that I met at that show that weekend. I was like, you just so much phenomenal talent here. Hey, there he is. There he is. <laughs> What's up, man? That's awesome. He's watching. That's so great. And um, the thing was, I was just dying to use him for something because he's such an incredible style. Uh, he right. does these really, really super tight graphite renderings. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts applying color uh, yeah. and allows that graphite to show through, it starts becoming kind of painterly to the point where yeah. your eyes aren't really sure what you're looking at anymore as far as medium goes. And I love that. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world. I love like working in a way that people really don't know how you did it anymore. And that's kind of the vibe I got from him. It's a very different, completely different way from how I work. But uh, I, uh, we, I was working on developing this horror universe. Um, with Garrett Gunn uh, called the curse of Cleaver County. So it's like uh it's a, it's an actual map of a fictional County that doesn't really exist, but we are, Plug it. There it is. So there's the cover that I ended up uh, having Robert do for me and I was blown away. So this was the first time that anybody had seen my character in Cleaver County. So this is a character called the Direville devil. That's what the newspapers call him. Uh, He was a serial killer named Ransom Sullivan, who uh, was obsessed with the occult. And when the cops finally figured out like who was doing the killings and they were coming for him, He ended up uh, knowing he wasn't be able to get away, knowing he was going to go, you know, like be killed or be in prison or something. So he, uh, he had been trying to reach this demon for ages. Like all this occult Mm -hmm. stuff he was working on was in in hopes of reaching this demon. And he finally does, he gets this demon to reply to him uh, named Malthus and Malthus gives him this, this power, this like unending like life. So he can't be killed. And now he's basically just a, killing tool for Malthus to deliver the souls of sinners to Malthus in hell to build out his ranks of his army so he's just full-on you know killing mode much more so than when he was yeah. a serial killer and um, he took the head of the goat that he had cut off in the sacrifice that he had done in the ritual that res- that resurrected Malthus and he wears it uh, like a mask and it's just a really cool visual you know and yeah. um, having the, the goat head and um, I knew Robert would knock it out of the park and I was so happy to have him. And the problem was at the time I didn't actually have a need for a mm-hmm. cover. Like we were not doing the story arc of of the Direvil Devil until issue six of That's this true. ongoing series. Yeah. First story arc is about a character named Shank, uh, this dude right here. And then uh <laughs> Daredevil Devil Devil's next up. But we were gonna do a little uh like preview of both characters in mm-hmm. this double feature one-shot comic. And we already had a cover for that. And so far we were keeping the Diaryville double under wraps. So all the solicitations only had shank on the double feature. And I was like, you know what? Let's, this is a perfect time. I'm just going to, even though like, I didn't have like a, a retailer lined up or a need right. or whatever, I ended up just paying out of pocket. And I was like, I couldn't pay you much, Robert. I'm sorry. But like, I really, really want to try out one of your pieces and try to like, you know, get it out there and get, yeah. you know, retailers excited because retailers come to us all the time and say, I need an awesome artist. I want to pay you guys to do an exclusive variant just for my shop. That happens multiple times a month. So I'm always trying to introduce them to new artists, and, um, yeah. and sometimes it takes off. And so I ended up doing uh, Robert's piece as a web store exclusive for our website, and it's awesome, man. People people loved it. Uh, I just came yeah. back from Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago, where we did free copies of that to retailers. And uh, I met with about 250 retailers and gave them all a free copy of Robert's uh, cover, and they were like, "Who is this? This this is awesome!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you, you got to check this dude out." Um, so I'm really hoping that uh, I can bring him back for for more soon. Cool.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's chiming in a little bit more. He's uh, wow. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I was thrilled to do it. And then, uh, out of
1: park, man. So this, Layton, yep, Layton is yeah, other person.
0: Me. she's she's amazing.
1: Absolutely incredible, phenomenal yep. artist. Um, I ended up getting Layton some work uh, doing some source point stuff, but also doing some other stuff. I ended up partnering with uh, Steve Shippy. Uh, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Steve Shippy is a a very famous um, ghost hunter. Um, oh, he cool. did a his newest documentary was on the Travel Channel. Um, and it's called, uh, it's called the hell, the Michigan hell house. And oh, cool. uh, he also did haunting in the heartland where he traveled around the country with the travel channel. Anybody who has discovery, uh, yeah. like the discovery app, you can watch all of his, his docs that he does for them. And then on Amazon prime, he has like, I think 14 of his own documentaries on there and they're phenomenal. Dude's incredible. And he, um, I've been a fan of his for years, way before I got, became friends with him. And uh, he wanted to open uh, a, a museum uh, every single time he investigates these different hauntings. Yeah. He ends up taking things back with him. Like, he he owns a, like, uh, he's like taken possessed dolls out of houses. He's like, oh crap, he's so, like that, that display in the the, the Conjuring uh, or something like that. that. Yeah, that's oh. what the museum is like. It's glass cases full of he has an entire possessed wall and he puts yeah. them all in one, and uh. While he was setting he well, what he needed me for was he needed my help like um doing a bunch of graphic design. I designed the logo for the museum and the, all the signage you see and we did some cool paintings and pieces of art. And I hired Leighton to do a bunch more paintings that he could utilize in the in the marketing and all that stuff. And um it was just gorgeous work, really haunting. And so I got I used myself, Leighton, and uh Dustin Urban, who was um he was the original artist on um, the first two issues of the Winchester house. So he, so I brought him in too. We all did work for the museum. It was really cool. And while he was, while he was setting the museum up, so much crazy stuff started happening because he, he picked, if he's going to open a a museum about hauntings, he wanted it to be in a haunted building. So he looked for one of the most haunted buildings he could find. And, um, and got some pretty pretty good uh pretty good price on it, turns out. Cool. <laughs> because it, it's like a super old mortuary from the eighteen hundreds. Um and while he was like just setting up the museum, a ton of stuff started happening, like all sorts of poltergeist activity. He he ended up he's like, I don't even have the camera. So,
2: the show. You know?
1: so he ended up having to do a documentary about his own museum, a haunting documentary about that. Oh, and I went to the premiere of it and it was mind blowing. It was sold out. There was a line down the street. I designed a whole bunch of t-shirts for him to sell at the premiere. And the people were just like, I want one of all of them. They were just yeah. nuts. They're calling their friends. They're like, you want some loading up? People flew from all over the world to be at the premiere. Nice. Um, He's just incredible. Um, I'm so lucky, man. I get to work with some really cool people in the horror world.
0: Yeah. it's. It- I think that's, that's a, a wonderful thing about, you know, like the genre itself. There's, you know, even the fan base are so impassioned, you know, the, 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 the creatives and everybody that, that work on it, mold this, these worlds that, that we fall in love with. And we keep coming back to year after year, time after time, you know, it's, it's just, it's just all goodness. It, you know. Uh, I don't know why because you know we're, we're doing all these grisly gooey nasty things you know maybe that's just us expelling that people latch on to that it's like yeah that's you know I feel that way too sometimes
1: I tell people that all the time Like, I, and I, I can't talk bad about comic cons because I do them every month but yeah. I always tell people like the vibe at a horror con is so yeah. different than the vibe yeah. at a comic con and for one, it's super chill and fun. And people are usually drinking at a quarter <laughs> Yeah, <that's laughs> true. the hotel one, you know, but yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm always saying like, I was like, to give us an example, like if you're an indie creator and you've got something that you worked really hard on and no one knows about it because you don't have a publisher, you don't have marketing, you don't have any of this stuff. And you're at a comic con. There's almost like, there's a certain percentage of attendance that's going to look at it and go, well, it can't be that cool because I haven't heard of it before. Like they've got this elitism. Right. When you go to a horror con and they're like, give me the most underground shit I've never heard of. Give me, yes. I want the weird shit. Yeah, look, nobody's ever heard of this. I got to take it. Like that's the book. <laughs> it's so different. And I love that. And it's yeah. also like, it's, they're like the nicest people in the world. Always. The, 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 and it goes all the way up through the guests too. Most guests, not all, but most guests at horror cons
0: are the nicest people you'll ever meet. Very, very much so. That, that's that been my experience. Uh, you know, Robert and I have done uh, um, comic book, comic cons and uh, horror conventions together. And uh, yeah, it can be hot and cold. You can get lost in the noise at a, at a comic con, especially the big box ones, right? right. And then, yeah, at the, at the uh, like Mile High Horror Film Fest out here, that was my in, introduction to like the the horror community you know, less than a 10th of the turnout, you know, for a, you know, for a horror film festival as there was for like, say Denver comic-con and as a vendor, we made just as much money and we talked to everybody, everybody stopped by, they're going to see their movie. They, they were curious, you know, what is this? What's this about? Um, so, so that was absolutely, you know, astounding and quite the eye opener for me. Um, so Maybe love the people even more. I uh,
1: I was at I was in Atlanta and I was doing Days of the Dead. Um, it was the last show that Rico Browning did actually. Um, uh, the for those who don't know, he played the creature from the Black Lagoon in yeah. in the, yeah. all three films uh, for all the underwater shots because he was like a stunt man who could do all this underwater stuff, and right. as well as an actor. And he made those underwater scenes. He took, the, he took those monster movies and turned them into works of art. He was so yes. amazing. Also, he was the last last U, living universal monster and just passed away very recently. Right. Um, and it, it was such a, a great weekend for me in, in some ways. It's horrible in other ways. It was yes. great because I ended up getting to spend a lot of time with him. Uh, the first person I ran into when I got into Atlanta was his daughter. And she's like, do you know where I'm supposed to go? And I, my dad's a guest. And I'm like, yeah, I can help you. No problem. And I'm like looking at her. Yeah. I'm looking at her age. And I'm like, your dad's a guest? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, your dad's gotta be pretty old. (laughs) If you're the you're you're saying he's a guest and you're his daughter. So I'm like, I'm I'm just taking a wild stab in the dark. I'm like, is your is your dad Rico Browning by any chance? And she's like, you know him. I was like, are you kidding? Of course. Like I'm I mean, I'm he's the one person I'm most excited to like see here this weekend. Right. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I ended up getting, uh, I get, I got robbed and they they had taken oh, like, my phone and my wallet and uh, they took all my con cash and they took my laptop and my clothes. Like I had nothing, absolutely nothing. And so I'm now several states from home with no cards, no anything. The only thing I have is the product that was left on my, at my booth, my table. Like that's yeah, all no. I have. When the word got around through the convention of what had happened, every single person, like guests and attendees, oh. all got up. They lined up at my booth. They all paid cash and they all bought something just to make sure I was, I was gonna get all the way back home safe That everything was gonna be fine. And that you know, I Ada, was, I was in tears. I was so moved by it. Um, absolutely incredible. The horror community is one big family. Always and they always have each other's backs. I love yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's that's so wonderful. S- speaking of uh horror family too, uh Todd just chimed in.
1: Ah! Oh man, <laughs> how's it going?
0: I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about you earlier.
1: All nice things too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, we're looking forward to well, I don't know if you're gonna be back out for, for Wicked West uh this I, year. I don't think I'll be there this year, but I'm
1: excited to, to hear all about it. I'll be, I'll be looking, I'll be watching for pictures online.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Chris, Hey,
1: Chris, what's up, man? Thank you so much for uh, Chris. You've been super supportive of Crossbone Scully. And I just want to personally take a quick second to say thank you very much, man. You, you rock. Hey, see you, you got the, all right. You got the big tier. So you, I'm going to, rem- I'm going to remember this. I'm going to put a note. I'm going to make a super badass drawing for you. And when it goes to the warehouse, it's going to fulfill all the orders. I'm going to put a note with your name on it and be like, "This particular sketch is for Chris." So if you have any requests for your sketch, uh, drop it here while we're talking. I'll write it down. I'll remember it.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the horror community is a, a safe space. Is the safest space too? It really,
1: really is. Uh, like so Le- that is. Those who don't know, uh, Lex Lyon is also right. an incredible artist and. Uh, and and game designer and in fact uh, one of the co- covers that I'm working on tonight uh, she collabed with me on um, oh, wow. yeah super badass that's
0: oh, oh my god yeah you, you got a lot of friends and, and a great support system you know yeah coming yeah. out here uh, on this uh, yeah oh uh, Scott Strange is in the house so you saying hello <laughs> um, what's up Scott. Yeah, let's let's chat a little bit about you know the current Kickstarter with uh you know um uh you know was it uh, Crossbones Scully right? Yes. Uh, the thing number one—that's the that's name it. of the book. But you know, it it initially started out kind of as an art piece. That um, what was it? Tom Hendrickson from uh, Alice Cooper.
1: Yeah, So Tommy Tommy Hendrickson is the guitar player for Alice Cooper and the Hollywood Vampires. Uh, for those who don't know, the Hollywood Vampires lineup is. Is Tommy, uh, Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, and Joe Perry from Aerosmith. That's like the That's core. Nuts. that yeah. is so Yes, yeah, really crazy lineup of of people. And um and so he he wanted to do this concept album um, and uh and he wanted to apply this story to it, but he didn't, he only had these kind of just like, these, he just had a lot of ideas. He didn't really have like a, a full-fledged story um so that's you know when he got in touch with me and uh Riley Andrew Donahue uh Riley Andrew Donahue is uh he actually works on um he's like a he's like a video editor and animator and director and he does everything but he is, his, his yeah. main gig is he works for NBC uh for Saturday night live um wow. doing a bunch of stuff for them and uh and he he's also just a huge rock and metal fan and so it like worked out he ended up working on a music video with Ozzy Osbourne and uh and so Tommy was like that's my guy I gotta work with him on this so uh he really helped kind of build out this world and I'm kind of laying in all the details and the dialogue and giving voices and, and you know plot to this this whole universe and you know this the way the story goes is uh Crossbone Scully is a uh, uh, a time-traveling extraterrestrial who has fallen in love with this time period of Earth because he loves our music, and he That's will come down to Earth from time to time and shapeshift into a human form so that he can go to concerts and party. And uh, he's become this like this huge, you know, rock legend. Well, Earth ends up becoming under attack by this character called the Sorcerer, who is played by Johnny Depp in our short animated film and uh it's um from there like scully has to basically come and try to save the world and this is coming this is going to happen to us in our near future Mm -hmm. so scully is now coming to earth to warn us of what's to happen to tell us this story so that we can prepare ourselves so that more more of us can survive what's what's going to happen in the near future and. And his way of trying to tell the world this is to gather together what he thinks are Earth's heroes, like mightiest heroes. But to him, those are all of the rock stars that he's been listening to when he taps into our airwaves in his ship. So he's been listening to rock and roll from Earth, and he comes down to Earth to tell Tommy Henriksen he has a story he needs to get out. And Tommy's like, well, I write music. I don't know how else to tell a story than to make music. Mm. And I said, will gather all your friends. Let's make music. And so there's a Crossbone Scully album that is coming out later this year. The first single's out right now. It's called Evil World Machine. Right. Uh, and it's available. You can, li- you can watch and listen to it on Spotify, um, like Apple Music, all the normal places. And then in November, Tommy Henriksen and Riley, uh, Andrew Donahue, and myself, all went to San Francisco and we did a big signing and we debuted the short film to the world at that convention. And Crossbone Scully came in person uh, down to earth for the convention to do two signings and to be at the unveiling of the video. You can find photos of it online. Some lucky people uh, were able to get this uh, this rare ash can that was only available at uh, at the show. Nice. And, Depending on when you went there, you might have gotten assigned by Tommy and myself and Riley, or you might have gotten assigned by Scully, Tommy, and Riley. But for whatever reason, Scully and I were never there at the same time. So I don't have his autograph on my copy because
0: things were always just a little bit off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, huh, okay, Clark Kent. Say no more. It's going to happen again.
1: Uh, In fact, I haven't announced it yet. Uh, I was planning to do it in a press release next week, but I'll announce it here for you guys. Um, All right. Tommy and and Scully are rejoining me uh, in two weeks in Orlando at Megacon. It's going to be a big surprise. Uh, Anybody who's showing up, they're going to get there. All of a sudden, there's going to be a rock star and an alien signing autographs at our booth. It's going to be a ton of fun.
0: Nice. Uh, So you hear that, everybody out there? Go to MegaCon in two weeks and say hi to Joshua and uh, to Skull Bones and or Crossbones, sorry, uh, and uh, and to Tommy. That's going to be amazing.
1: Also, don't tell the label, but we'll be playing the entire album at our booth, even though it's not out yet. It'll be your only way to hear some of the other songs. Uh,
0: my my lips are sealed. <laughs>
1: But it, it's incredible. So we got the support of like everybody, man. Uh Alice Cooper, um, he's been super supportive and super involved. Uh I just saw him the other day. Um, I got to hang out with him, and he's like the nicest guy in the world. His wife, Cheryl Cooper, as well. They've both been super supportive. Um, and they uh yeah, they they both uh do some voice acting in the short animated film, which you can watch for free on YouTube too if you just crossbound scully oh, nice. um and uh nikki six from motley Crue, such an amazing dude he's been so supportive and so wonderful um so he's been involved and he's also uh in the film and he's also going to do some guest appearances on the album is along with drummer glenn sobel from alice cooper he's also doing some guest appearances phil Collins from def leppard uh, legendary producer mutt lang who did like every single major rock album and like that we've ever heard and then went into retirement. He came out of retirement to produce Crossbone Scully's album. That's just one album that it's incredible. Like it's, it's literally like, it's like the expendables, but with rock stars, it's so rad Johnny. So Crossbone Scully has a, this, this, uh, it's a lock that he wears on a chain, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, it's very similar to one that all of the uh, Hollywood vampires have. So all the Hollywood vampires have one. Nice. And uh, they, they have like a little uh, like vampire bat on all of them. But Crossbone That's Scullies it. is similar, but it has a CS logo engraved in it. I was supposed to have one. Tommy had one made for me. Oh, and man. I never got it. Dude. And you know who's wearing that damn thing right now? There's pictures of them all over the internet wearing my freaking necklace. Who? Johnny Depp. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I'm going to fight him. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, you know, uh, he did some voices for, uh, he, well, he, he voices the main villain in, in the short film. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, Tommy and him are really good friends. Tommy actually has a private studio with a bunch of his own equipment set up in Johnny Depp's house. So, oh, like, okay. Tommy lives in Switzerland, but he's constantly over here. So yeah. he has a couple of different places. He needs like a West Coast place to leave all of his equipment when he's trying right. to record stuff. So he goes over to Johnny Depp's house that he has, you know, a little setup there, and um, uh, yeah, it's 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 incredible like how all these people have gotten involved, and I'm I'm so yeah. lucky to be part of it. The campaign itself is the coolest Kickstarter ever. It's uh, Crossbone Scully himself is running it. He's stealing Wi-Fi. Uh, and he's floating just above our atmosphere in his ship, the Hell Driver. So in all the pictures, like the one that's up right now, if you look at the background, all mm-hmm. the photos of the, uh, of the merch that you can get, they're yeah. all taken in his ship. So you'll see all sorts of little, all the backgrounds are from the Hell Driver because he's the one doing this. But because he is who he is and he is holding his very first crowdfunding campaign, anyone who messages the Kickstarter page or leaves a comment Crossbone Scully himself is the one answering them. And you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Uh, So be careful and just be warned. Um, He's uh, not human.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Hopefully it's delightfully crass.
1: Uh, He definitely told a story in the comments of the Kickstarter, which no one asked him to, about a time that he visited Earth uh, several decades ago to see the Beach Boys. Ended up Ah. as the drummer for the Beach Boys' house. And for some reason, Charles Manson was there, along with a whole cult of people, and they were all naked, and he stole right. a drumstick and left, And ac- at least according to the story that he left on these Kickstarter comments, for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, it's a really neat campaign. Nothing quite like it. Wow. Um, and the, one of the cool things, too, is uh, there's a tier where you can actually, you can get this, this card that grants you special access, where you can access the Hell driver his spaceships called the Hell driver and I've yeah. seen it. The thing is looks like it's held together with duct tape. Uh, <laughs> amazing that it works. Um, but you get access to the Hell Driver database. And what this is essentially is it's like a, a secret website that you uh, get a password code to and you get access to it for one year. and on this uh, database of his ship there's a ton of cool bonus content and things that you won't see elsewhere. And the big draw is there's an exclusive crossbone Scully song that is only for people uh, who have access to the Hell driver. No one else can hear it. It's not on the album. It's wow. not on it. So it's pretty pretty rad that we were able to score yeah. that for the for the Kickstarter. Yeah.
0: That sounds awesome. That sounds so cool. You, it sounds like you guys got an amazing campaign. And for everybody that's that's tuning in, We, we've got the, um, the Kickstarter link. It's scrolling down below. It's also at the top of uh, your comment section. So you can, you can go up there and click on the link and go support, you know, this amazing project. Good God. This is phenomenal.
1: It's pretty cool. Right. I can't complain. I'm so lucky to, to be part of it. And, uh, Tommy, Tommy Henriksen, this is his, his baby, you know, and it's really just like seeing like the album, you know, come to life, uh, and then seeing like the short film come to life and now seeing, um, seeing the comic come to life. Like it's really just creating this full version of this story that's extremely artsy and multimedia. But at the same yeah. time, it's really fun and silly and lowbrow and ridiculous in all the best ways. It is like the comic is like 80s rock and roll come to life. It is just super badass sci-fi battles, nice. and in the most like metal way. It's really fun um, for those. This the Kickstarter edition of the comic is is exclusive to the Kickstarter. It's not the one that'll be in stores later. Uh, it's a deluxe edition with with has more content in it. Um, so it's only available. It's a short campaign too. It's only 21 days. So that's the only time you'll ever get the the full deluxe edition. Is, is yeah. this campaign and that cover art. Um, there's two covers There's the chromium, uh, variant cover. And that is, uh, the like kind of black and white looking one with the rainbow, like uh, holographic foil. That's, yeah. that's my art. The other cover, the good one, the really good one, oh. that cover is painted by Mark Wilkinson. For those who don't know, just to keep the rock and roll legend aspect, uh, we were like, well, we got to have an artist who's big in the rock world. Mark Wilkinson uh, does not do comic book covers. That's not a thing he does. But we got him to uh, because Tommy is good friends with him. And uh, cool. he, um, he's the artist who did all of the Judas Priest album covers. Like any amazing Judas Priest album cover you could think up, he did it. Like people have tattoos of his album covers everywhere. Cool. He's also the current artist uh, for Iron Maiden not the original artist. So Derek Riggs was the original artist. And then when Derek Riggs stopped, Mark Wilkinson took over and is still continuing to be the, the Iron Maiden artist. So if anybody says he, he has an Eddie vibe to him, well, the very first painting I've ever done was by the guy who paints Eddie. So that yep. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. also kind of our little tribute nod to this world that we're in, you know, this is fun playground yeah. that we have.
0: This, this, this is absolutely off the chain. Yeah, I mean, it's just, Heavy metal royalty, you know, just in, just oozing out of this project. For sure. You know, and you mentioned that the, the, uh, the animated short that's on YouTube. That's, that's free for anybody to go, uh, to go see. I'll, I'll post it after we, uh, once I dig it up and, and uh, you know, uh, in the broadcast, I'll post it on the, the comments uh, on YouTube, but um yeah it, it seems it seems like this thing could have more legs and just kind of keep going you know in comic book form or in other areas you know maybe an animated series or something to that to that Absolutely. degree
1: the style that riley did that that film in is so amazing it's so badass i can and the people who are attached to it are mm-hmm. so big i can't say anything but there's a lot of interest in expanding it. Yeah. Because there's nothing like quite like it since Metalocalypse as far right. as like, right. like metal theme storytelling with yeah. original music in the show, kind of like, you know, with crazy animation and battles and stuff. So it's like, there hasn't been anything like that for a, quite a while. And honestly, right. I think we're very due for it. And right. it would be with like household name stars, like it's bonkers, absolutely so cool.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's that's, that's super exciting. Uh, I'm thinking toys. You know, oh, that's.
1: Like, Can you that imagine how cool it would be?
0: Yeah. be? Yeah. Hey, uh, uh McFarland toys. Just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um. I you know, I actually had to take a break. So I was doing, I'm writing for like a ton of different things right now. Um, Like all, almost entirely horror, except for one thing that I'm doing with a a Netflix uh, TV show for kids. I'm doing a graphic novel uh, for them, but, uh, but everything else is pretty much horror. And I basically had to kind of pause to give my all and focus on, on Scully for a while, because this project is just, it needs to be seen. Like people need to know about this. So I'm like, busting my butt trying to get the word out there right now and um thing about these rock stars is you know they're rock stars they're super famous every single one of these people who have been famous as long as i've been alive is ridiculously humble like so humble that they're like oh i don't want to bug my fans and i'm like please bug your fans they want to be bugged by you you're you're you you know yeah so um so i'm out here like knocking on doors like have you heard this it's incredible yeah Um, because I work with these really, really, really nice people who are, like, you know, not going to impose and not going to spam people's feeds. And I'm like, I'm going to spam the feeds for you. Don't worry. I got you. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, anybody who follows my stuff, I'm really sorry. But you're going to see a lot of Crossbone Scully stuff for at least two more weeks. And then we'll chill. I swear. Yes.
0: As you should. I mean, you got a Kickstarter campaign. You got to, you got to finance that. You got to get that out there. Get the get the word out there as much as possible. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, and, and all the more reason w- you know why you, you're you're doing you know some of these shows to to connect with the the audience.
1: So true. And, and, and uh, you know, dragon making Tommy fly from from Switzerland
0: out to the U.S. to go to a comic con.
1: I mean, I'm so lucky that he's he's down for it. He's so into it, and That's his fans cool. are the best. I'm so lucky to sure. uh, get to meet them, you know, when they come out, you know, they travel to, to see him and, and I can see like, uh, just how passionate everybody is about, about not only the music, but the people in Tommy is one of the most genuine kind people I've ever met.
0: Nice. Hey, uh, that reminds me, I think uh, Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie are going to be in town a couple of miles away from, from our event. Um, you know, yep. uh, I highly
1: recommend everybody get tickets to that show before it sells out. Uh, yes. my state, um, where I am, the show's already sold out. Um, they Christ just Christ. announced that Nita Strauss is back in the band. She left Alice Cooper for a while, and she's a big fan mm. favorite. She's got a big crowd draw. Uh, nice. Kim Roberts, you know, stepped in and took over for her while she was out doing other stuff and other projects. Now she's back, and this is her first tour back. So that's going to be awesome uh, to see her again. There's just it's going to be great, and for those who haven't seen Alice live, one of the best shows you'll ever see in your life. And for those who haven't seen Alice live anytime recently, I just saw him the other day. That It's incredible. He sounds perfect. The whole band is perfect. They're just spot
0: on. They're so good live. Sweet. Uh, Distortions Unlimited out in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, they do a lot of uh, Alice's uh, props. Oh, no kidding.
1: That's super cool.
0: Yeah, they're an animatronic company, and and uh, yeah, Ed, uh, who's out there, Ed and Marcia, um, they've they've been friends with uh, Alice for quite a few years, I think.
1: That's fantastic. He's the nicest guy. Uh, for those who don't know, his entire family runs a um, a nonprofit uh, Ooh, kind of oh, charity so. where they they um, they give like free art and music lessons to uh, to teens, uh, and um, they're taught by like Sammy Hagar is one of the instructors, Rob Zombie. It's like all of their friends. It's really, really cool what they do. And they hold a big, massive Christmas concert every year to raise money for the program. Um, So anytime you you get a chance and you've got some extra cash and you just want to support something cool, like that's a really great charity.
0: That's, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joshua, we're, we're about out of time and I, I know you got to get, you know, get to the, the next shop. <laughs> it's going to be a late night again for you. Uh, but I wanted to say, you know, thanks for being so generous with your time and coming on the show and, and you oh, know, yeah. talking about all the cool things that you are doing and all the cool people that you're working with and, and, you know, making some amazing art and stories that, uh, they're you know help enrich so many people's lives.
1: Super quick before we go, yeah. if, if there's we still have some viewers here, is anybody here a Universal Monsters fan? Um,
2: yeah. Like
1: uh if you are like comment real quick, but I'm gonna drop something here that not a lot of people know because I haven't been talking about it because i've it's so buried with my other projects, and this one's a little further down the road. I right. am working with Ron Cheney. He is the great grandson of Lon, yes. Lon uh, Yeah, you know. He's the great grandson of Lon Cheney and the grandson of Lon Cheney Jr. He has dedicated himself to, yeah, Todd. Todd's one of the best tour fans, of course, Robert. So uh, he's really keeping his family legacy alive. And he cool. is also sitting on incredible like scripts, like film scripts of unfilmed things. One of them is a sequel to the Wolfman called Curse the Wolfman. Um, I have been slowly in the background with all these other things going on, uh, writing a graphic novel adaptation of that screenplay um, so that the first time that this sequel will ever be shown to the world is gonna be in graphic novel form. And uh, my artist on uh, Crossbone Scully, Stan Yak, Uh, this amazing dude right here, he is doing the art in my Wolfman uh, graphic novel that I'm working on with Ron Chaney and on top of that, this is an even better one, and uh, there is a very famous lost film called London After Midnight Mm -hmm. starring Lon Chaney Sr. It was a big universal film blockbuster that was lost in a fire, and Mm -hmm. now that was so long ago that there's not very many people left on Earth today that saw it that have seen the film because a lot of them have passed away um so it has now become this like legendary lost film where every year some person pops up claiming to have found a reel and it's always a fake and oh. Oh, for three million dollars or whatever and i'm um uh so they have this the rights to the script and the sc- original screenplay and everything and we are also adapting it straight from like scene for scene from the film that we can't see. Uh, so it will be, there are some very loose and rough adaptations out there in the world, but this will be the Cheney estate approved official first time ever full look at what the movie was like, but in a graphic novel format. Wow. Um, That's how so I'm, just, I'm just publishing that. I'm not writing that one. Uh, Dirk Manning is writing that one. And Mariana Piscosta is the artist on that. She's phenomenal. Uh, she does the Twisted Haunted Highlands comics uh, that we also publish. Yeah. There's really cool team. Anyway, I didn't want to hold it, but I just want to let you guys know because it's so that cool. It's amazing. I didn't like let you guys, you know, something like,
0: we'll
1: later this year, dude,
0: that's yeah. We're going to have to have you back on when you're, you know, you're, you're closer and more involved in, yeah, you know, in getting Hell that yeah. thing out there. Um, uh, that's, that sounds absolutely stunning. You know, so many people are going to be just, uh, just love it. That's so cool. Uh, go. Oh, yeah. And then Bree uh, uh, just... Uh, yeah. She knows, Alice yeah. So that's the name
1: of the shirt I was talking about that Alice Cooper runs. Um, cool. I, I also know Calico, his daughter. Um, her and Chuck Garrick, also from Alice Cooper, they have a band called Bisto Blanco. If you haven't nice. listened to yeah. of Blanco, they're so
2: good. Oh my
1: God, yes. they're so good. Nice. Check out a song. They've got a song called We Got This. And That is like my jam. Whenever I need motivation, that song yeah. oh, so good. Anyway, uh, we do a comic with them too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. They're badass. They're wonderful people.
0: Oh, dude, uh, I could talk with you, uh, uh, you yeah, know, all night. Uh, but, uh, but man, uh, again, uh, Joshua, thanks for coming on, and for everybody out there, make sure you go to the Kickstarter, show your support. You know, let's let's uh, you know get this project out there, and and uh, let's let's entertain the world. This sounds like so much fun.
1: Cool. Yeah, it really is. It's a ton of fun. You guys will not regret it. Please go check it out. Uh, if, if, there's, if there's, an easier one to remember too, if you can't find the link later and you want to do this tomorrow, crossbonescullycomic.com forwards right to it.
0: Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, Joshua, thanks again for coming out. Stick around for a few minutes while we sign off, but, uh, to everybody that tuned in, you know, thanks so much for, for tuning in and, and, uh, you know, learning about, uh, all the cool shit that, uh, Joshua does. Uh, you know, I, I, I learn so much more every time I talk to them.
1: <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much, everybody for hanging out with us at night. You guys are fantastic. Really appreciate you.
0: Yeah. And, and you uh, remember coffee at night. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs>
1: coffee <laughs> in a Bates motel mug.
0: Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, and uh, to our sponsors to meet me information cafe. Thanks so much for, uh, you know, uh, supporting us. And of course, yeah, if you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. Uh, our friends at uh, Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media. And of course, uh, Groovy TV and uh, Alien Donut Films and uh, Angela uh, Joseph Productions. Uh, thanks for so much for supporting us. And, and my producers, uh, Lily uh, Fisher and uh, Amanda Armstrong and Stefan Santa Cruz, of course. And and, uh, everybody out there uh, who tuned in, uh, thanks so much, guys. Uh, Be good, be kind, help each other out during tough times, and stay spooky, everybody. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th.